Welcome to All Things Career Podcast. The mission of All Things Career is to provide the unwritten rules of success to people of color. No matter if you have a job or own a business, we want to share information and experiences that we wish we knew earlier in our careers. She is a marriage and family therapist that specializes in couple and family therapy, focusing on communication and connection. She is effective in assisting couples and families create new meaning and tradition after experiencing an emotional disturbance. Additionally, she assists individuals who struggle with self-esteem, anxiety, grief and loss, and boundary setting. And today, she's on our show to talk about how we can set boundaries in our careers. Welcome, Kaylin, to our show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm so happy that you're finally on the show, girlfriend. It's been a while. It's been a long time coming. Okay, so listeners, Kaylin is also my best friend. And let me just be real with y'all. It is kind of hard having a best friend who's also a therapist because she gets me all the way together. Like we're supposed to only have monthly check-ins, but honestly, it's turned into once a week now. But she gets me all the way together. So this episode might be a little bit raw, might be a little bit more nitty-gritty because this might be my session for the month, okay? So we're going to let you guys in on kind of like what our conversations look like. And just really talk about boundary setting when it comes to careers. All right. So, Kaylin, something that I have been just struggling with in general is this whole idea of boundary setting, right? Like, I know I need to set boundaries. I know that work is not everything. I know that I need to put myself first. But I also know that, like, I have really hefty career goals. Like, I want to be in the C-suite one day. And I read a quote, and I believe this is true to a lot of people, that you don't get promoted by doing the bare minimum. You get promoted for doing your job and plus some and going above and beyond. But this highly contradicts boundary setting and mental health and all the things that my therapist and you as my best friend like tells me to embody every single day. What do you think about that more importantly when it comes to boundary setting and how do you define that in your career? I've heard that quote too. And for a really long time, I was that way, especially in undergrad, you know, in grad school, you know, my grad school journey was one for the books and I'm trying to go to grad school full time, (laughs) work full time, like work two jobs, one full time, one part time, take care of my dog maintain a relationship, do it all. And you saw how I crumbled. And in that season, when I did crumble, I had the conversation with myself and I encourage everyone listening to have the same conversation to examine who said that, like who originated that idea that making it to the top, being the best employee means you have to do your job, Susan's job, Bob's job, Monique's job, and everybody else's. Like, who said that? And why did they say that? So, like, as a therapist, as a marriage and family therapist, we work under a systemic lens, which pretty much separates us from other fields because we look at how every layer, like who we are, where we are, how that all impacts our actions, how we show up. If you think about it, America is built off of what? Capitalism. We have to be on the grind. We have to make money. We have to go, 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 go. If that wasn't the principle of America, this whole you got to be twice as good, 
and then do that person's job, that wouldn't be a thing. Mm. You also see things out there that says, you know, if I die tomorrow, my job is going to place a now hiring sign the next day, if not the same day. So when I think about jobs and building boundaries, my question to myself is, how can I show up as my best self, but also honor who I am as a person? I can go above and beyond and not kill myself. So it's all about knowing my limits. Mm, That's so good. That's so good. You hit on so much. I think the first thing that I want to point out and reiterate is who said that? And I think about that quote that I read and that I used at the very beginning, but like, honestly, who said that you have to do all of these things? I think that's very important. And I think also just really like setting the boundaries that really work for you is so important. Mm-hmm. Kaylin, can you share a little bit about like what good looks like? I mean, you know, as the expert, can you share like how you set boundaries at work or like tangible things that maybe our listeners can emulate? Good is what you make it. So good looks different for everyone. But again, like good has to honor who you are. So Mm -hmm. if you're a person that is easily overwhelmed or get anxious very easily and that anxiety turns into like you having panic attacks or it manifests itself into irritation. You want to create boundaries that respect that part of you and that don't let you get to that point. So I can't confidently say like, this is the concrete definition of a good boundary outside of that boundary has to honor who you are and how you show up for yourself in the world. I love that. I love that. And that's a true therapist answer because I feel like when I'm in therapy, my therapist is like, girl, I'm not going to tell you what to do. But she did help me really come to terms with like what's important for me. And something that's important is like quality time with my husband on the weekends. And so a boundary that I personally have set is that, okay, I'm going to work one weekend a month. And that doesn't mean that I have to work eight hours on Saturday and Sunday. But if I am behind, I'm going to do that one weekend and I'm going to make sure I communicate that in advance to my husband and make sure that we use our quality time maybe on Thursday or maybe on another day during the week. And anytime outside of that weekend, I'm not going to allow myself to do it and I'm going to wait until Monday. And so that's something that has really helped me and really helped me like prioritize not only my time, but making sure that I'm making the people that I care about feel like they're important in my life. And I think that's something that not to go on a tangent, but something that I personally struggle with is like, oh, I'm putting so much effort and time and energy into work. But then when I'm coming home, my husband gets 10% or my puppy gets 5% because I've given everything to work. So I have to set these boundaries to allow myself to be fully Kirsten to the people that I love. Yeah, and I will say, don't be too hard on yourself because I've seen your evolution and you are child, girl. You are doing a great job, and I like. I was like, you're doing a good job. You are. I like Thank that you. you said that. Like, I remember that one time I was like blowing your phone up, and then you text me. You're like, "Hey, girlfriend, I'm feeling really overwhelmed, so I'm using today to unplug." I was so proud of you. Oh my gosh! Keep doing that, and that's what I encourage 
every listener to do as well. Like outside of like honoring yourself with your boundaries, I always say this boundaries are for you and it's other people's decision if they want to respect your boundaries or not. But if they don't respect your boundaries, they don't respect you. Mm. And that's on period. Period. Period, poo. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, like you have to have those boundaries in place. And I know, especially with COVID-19 coming in and just doing what it's doing and giving everything it's giving that we didn't ask for, it's really hard to set boundaries remotely. I've Mm. learned that here recently going for like a in-person job to completely remote and just thinking about, okay, how do I still, you know, show my company that I'm going to do my best, be the best person for the job remotely because I'm at home, my safe space. That's hard. And I like how you, you know, you have your office, you're in your office, you're doing your work. I love that. And I've adapted that as well, like designated office space, but break. Oh, baby, I'm going to take it. I'm gonna take it. That hour is for me. Yes, I'm at home, which means technically I work from home now. But if I were in the building, I would still get an hour lunch break. Would I normally use my lunch break? Probably not. But I'm doing really good at setting boundaries for myself. And I encourage everyone to do the same thing. Use your lunch break. Take your 15 minute breaks or whatever you get. When you're off the clock, you're off the clock. Because like you said, at the end of the workday, you have a family to go home to. And if you go home depleted to your family every day, what impact do you think that's going to have on your family? The people that see you the most, the people that know and love you the most. Come on, talking about intent versus impact. Yeah, you know, I got that from this one lady. (laughs) She's pretty dope. She's pretty dope. Her name is Kirsten Norville. Do you know her? Period. Okay, I'm so sorry. Listeners, I apologize. You know, we talk about code switching a lot, being a diverse individual at work. I just feel like I really can let my hair down today's episode. So I apologize if like you're turned off, don't want to come back and listen, but you're getting authentically Kirsten today. Okay. And if you're turned off, examine within yourself. Let's make you uncomfortable. Why do you not like this? When we show up as our authentic selves. Who said a podcast host has to be A-line all the time? Again, think about it. Where are these messages coming from? Period. Okay, we're going to shift gears a little bit. And we're still going to stay on the topic of boundary setting. But we're going to talk about boundaries and coworkers. I feel like I know this to be true. This is a fact. I don't care if people believe it or not. But people promote people that they like and who are, quote unquote, their friend. And so as we think about promotions, as we think about upward mobility, you have to be likable. Your coworkers have to like you. But you also have to create that boundary with relationships at work. Let's talk about that, Kaylin. What's your philosophy? What's your thoughts? And what's your advice? My philosophy, my coworkers are not my friends. That's it. Now, I can be friendly with my coworkers. But at the end of the day, they are not my friends. Now, there are some coworkers that, you know, slide through the cracks because they're super cool. You know, you identify with them and then you talk to them outside of work. That's fine. But overall, my general rule of thumb, my coworkers are not my friends. What happens is in the workplace, we develop like intimate friendships with our coworkers. The line of business and personal gets really blurred. And then that can create 
unnecessary tension within the workplace. I have made really good friends with some coworkers, even some like my boss has been my friend, almost like a second mom or like a big sister to me. But at the end of the day, I still have to remind myself at work, this person is not my friend. They are my coworker. I can be friendly with them. So I think there's a balance between compartmentalizing your coworkers and knowing like who you may be able to give like a little extra friendly to and knowing like, okay, this person might need to, you know, tread lightly around Mm. So do I think, you know, it's my, you know, I've been at the company for five years and all of my coworkers follow me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat and TikTok? No. However, if I see a funny work-related TikTok, yeah, I may send it to my coworker if it relates to us. So I'm still building with my coworker. I'm still presenting myself as friendly. But that doesn't necessarily mean we have to be friends. Do you know like my innermost secrets? No. Have you met my mom? Probably not. But if you think about at work, if my name is said, that person's going to, oh yeah, like that's my girl. She's really cool. So it's all about finding that balance. That's good. That's so good. Because I think oftentimes like for me, I look at boundaries as being like black and white, but they also can be very fluid in the sense of like, just because you don't want to be BFFs with your coworkers doesn't mean that you're an awful person or that they're going to think that you're mean. Like it definitely can ebb and flow. And like you said, they can say behind closed doors, like, yeah, they're cool. Like I think that they're great and they could possibly be a good leader or they could possibly be good in this position because believe it or not, a lot of times people will interview peers when it comes to decision-making for hiring or promotion. So I've had people, hiring managers go to a person's peer set or people that are on their team. And they say, how do you like working with Kaylin? How is she as a team member? And while that may not be the deciding quote unquote factor, it does play a role and it does equal to the larger part of the decision pie. So I do think that It's very important to make sure that you are keeping good synergy around you, but also that you are maintaining those boundaries. Kaylin, I want to maybe put you on the edge a little bit, but I know that you can answer it. What about those coworkers that just like get on your nerves? Like you be in the middle of a task and they're here, they come pinging, talking about you got five. And you're trying to set that boundary, but like, you're trying to be a nice person. Like, what should you do in those situations where a person is just kind of invading your space, but you don't really want to be mean? Again, who said that it's mean to let someone know that you need space? Now, what I think of like work and relationships and boundary setting and just promotion, people want to know that their leader has boundaries. People want to know that their leader can say no No one wants to hire or promote someone that always says yes, because sometimes you have to make hard decisions in upper positions, right? Mm, That's good. People want to know that you can set boundaries because that's the character of a good leader. So if you're not available and this person keeps badgering you like, hey, hey, I need to talk to you. Hey, you got five. Hey, did you see my email? Hey, did you see my text? Just say, you know, Right now, I'm really working on this important project. Can I come back to you in like 15 minutes? 
or just saying, you know, I'm not sure for you, but I know for me, I can actually turn my thing on like busy or do not disturb on the computer so people can see like if I'm not available. Like, Girl, they still be pinging me. They still ping me. How, how often they pinging you, sis? <laughs> Girl, every day it say busy. It be even on do not disturb. And they text me. Why would you text me if you see I'm on do not disturb? On the computer, why would you think texting me would be better? You know how like iPhones, when you're driving and somebody like texts you, it can automatically text that person like, hey, I'm driving right now, but I'll respond to you when I get to my destination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you better know because you have that on the phone. But I respect your boundaries. I wonder like what if we did that? Not really an auto ping, but you can like just make it like, hey, I'm really busy right now. I will respond to you when I'm free. And if they keep pinging you, you don't respond. What did Nini say? I said what I said. I'm busy. Period. Period. What about with management? How do you set boundaries with your manager without being like delinquent or not being, you know, a quote unquote team player? That's a really great question. And that's really something I struggle with, as you know, but I've determined that for me, that looks like being honest. And if my manager is giving me too much, being honest and saying, hey, this is a bit much. So I may need an extra day to get this done or I may need some assistance to get this done. And I think that we're so conditioned to think that being honest and saying that we can't meet a deadline or we need assistance makes us weak. But I encourage everyone to reframe and shift how you view that. Is that me saying that I'm weak or is that me showing that I'm capable of delegating or I'm capable of being a team player in asking for help? Yes. Yes. That's so good. Something that I personally have exercised when it comes to boundary setting with bosses is really holding as a conversation. So in this one particular instance, my leader came to me and they were like, Hey, like, I need you to really work on this assignment and I need it by Thursday morning. Well, it's Tuesday afternoon. So instead of me being stressed out and working on all my other priorities that have end of the week deadline, I went to that leader and I was like, okay, like I'm happy to get this done by Thursday, but I was working on one, two, and three in order for me to get four done that you just brought to my attention. Where would you like me to reprioritize? And so I look at that as boundary setting in the sense of one, I'm not going to work on four different projects and get them all done by the end of the week. So which one are you okay with me adjusting so that I can meet your deliverable? And that's happened to me probably about four or five times. I don't know if I'm lucky, but every time I've done it, one of the things had just gotten completely eliminated off the list. They're like, oh, you know, that's not a priority anymore. Or, oh no, like this could wait until a couple quarters down the line. So like, That I feel like is a very strategic, but also exercises your leadership of how you can not say no, because you don't want to seem like you're not a team player, but you can also put the ball in their court and say, like, help me understand where you need my attention to be, because I can't do all this. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that's awesome. I think I've learned to develop that as well, especially like, you know, I recently started a new job. And it's a bit much. It's very overwhelming. There's plenty to do. And it's like, you know, we're right in the middle of like restructuring the company 
as a whole. And I think I shared with you, like my job title got switched. Like the first weekend, it was like, oh no, you're not gonna be doing this anymore. You're gonna be doing this. So what I've learned is like reaching out to my manager and saying, hey, I need support in this area so I can do the job that you hired me to do and then do it to the best of my ability. This is the support I need. This is the information I need. And if you can assist me with prioritizing like how you would like these things to get done, that would be great. Now, I don't think that managers think that's a bad thing. Now, you might have some managers that don't like that. But overall, I think that shows, one, you're a good communicator. Two, you can delegate. Three, you know how to ask for help. Four, you can be a team player. Five, you don't say no. You figure it out. And that you ask for advice to reboot. And those are all qualities I would want in a leader. Period. And heavy on the don't have it all figured out. I think oftentimes we as professionals feel like, oh, I'm being paid for a job. Like I have to know exactly how to do it. What I have learned is that nine times out of 10, your leader is waiting for you to come to you to ask for clarification. And if you very soon in like, help me understand or clarify this, then they're a lot more amped to help you understand it. But a lot of times, like, I think leaders just want us to swallow our pride and not make it seem like we know everything and that we're coachable, right? And definitely heavy on the boundary setting, particularly with your bosses and just heavy on boundary setting in totality. (laughs) In every area of your life. In all that we do. <laughs> okay, Kaylin, as we begin to close here, something that we really pride ourselves on the podcast is that we share unwritten rules of career success with our listeners because there's really no rule book on how to be successful in your careers. But I think each one of us has a tidbit or has a story that we can share with listeners to really help them and empower them on wherever their journey may be. So, what is your unwritten rule of careers? Oh, so good. My unwritten rule, which is actually something one of my mentors told me, and it was a reality shock when she said it, was nobody wants to hire and promote and be under the leadership of a yes man. Mm. Because the answer is not always yes. Mm -hmm. And that's all she left me with. And I was like, wait, what? What are you talking about? If I say yes, that means I'm a team player and that I can do it all and I can reach the top and there is no glass ceiling for me because I say yes, right? I chewed on that for a while and it makes sense because again, as a leader, as someone who wants to grow within a company, the higher you go, the harder the decisions you have to make and you can't always say yes. So again, like tying it back to actually what we were just saying, showing that you don't have to necessarily say no, but your answer doesn't always have to be yes either. Yes. It can be, let's figure out a different way to do it. Like, why would I need anybody else if the answer is always yes? That's so good. I love that. I love that. And I think that goes perfectly with boundary setting, right? Like you have to say no. And I think... A big point and a takeaway that I have just kind of gathered from this conversation is it's not about saying no, it's about providing a better option that's best for you. So when that coworker's pinging you and asking if you have five and you really don't have five, maybe saying, 
I don't have time right now, but how about we connect at three? Or when your boss is telling you that you have to reprioritize your work and they need something by Thursday. Okay, help me reprioritize what you want me to put my focus on. So boundaries isn't so much about, like I said, cut and dry, yes or no, but more so making things fit into your lifestyle and what's acceptable for you. Absolutely. Well, Kaylin, thank you so much for your expertise and just allowing me to be my authentic self on the podcast. I know that's something that we've talked about a lot with our listeners. And so it was so good to be able to model that behavior today with you. I just felt so comfortable. And I know that You are taking clients if they are looking for someone to help them with their mental health journey. And I also know that they can connect with you for more tidbits, more inspirations. I mean, they can't get time with you unless they want to be your client because I already take up too much of your time. But how can people connect with you? How do they see if you are a good fit to help them with their therapy journey? And just kind of how they can get to know you a little bit more. Please follow me on Instagram. I am in the middle of a relaunch per se on Instagram, but there are definitely a lot of cool nuggets and tidbits coming on the way. So you can follow me on Instagram at Kaylin, K-A-Y-L-Y-N dot Elizabeth, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H-X. That is my Instagram. And from there, you can find out how to reach me on everything else. Perfect. And listeners, I will link her information in the show notes as well as her therapy profile as well. So thank you so much, Kaylin, for helping us set boundaries. And I'm about to set one now and say goodbye. <laughs> Bye, Mola. Thanks for having me. Thank you. You've been listening to All Things Career. Be sure to subscribe to learn more ways to increase your value. Don't let what you learned today go to waste. Leave a review. Let us know how you plan on using today's content to improve your career. Until next time.